0: <laughs> good enough all right
1: i am single i did get drunk i did buy tinder prime and i fully regretted it but yeah here we go <laughs> little messy
0: drove my nana to drink yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket.
1: I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. i like Campbell's soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. LA is Jay from Inbetweeners. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Chabu Vanto. If you say it, say it with chat. <laughs> sorry, you just asked the what guest.
0: Do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar, from what oh. I read. who? <laughs> sorry. You're a pair of twats, you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Nostalgia FC podcast with your hosts, me Drew. And me, George. We're back again with another challenge for you. This week's challenge is the Champions League Ultimate Eleven. Now, the Champions League final is this weekend. The final will be held in Paris between Real Madrid and Liverpool FC. A very big game, a rematch of the 2018 final. So we're going to do a Nostalgia FC twist on this and we've got our ultimate 11 of Champions League players but there's a twist what's the twist george
1: so the twist is uh we can only have two players from any one club it just basically helps us out a little bit Well not helps us out makes it more of a challenge because this team would probably just be like barcelona and real madrid majority yeah um so this sort of makes it a little bit more difficult and uh yeah should be fun
0: it also means that there are players, very notable players, that will miss out. Yeah. Because there are other players that play for their teams that are more famous for what they did in Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, another thing to mention is this is the Champions League since it's become the Champions League. So we're discounting any European Cup players. Uh, this is sort of last thirty years worth of players. Yeah. In case you get angry with us. Okay, so straight in, we're going to go for a four-four-two formation, classic Champions League winning formula. Many teams have won the Champions League with 4-4-2. So, the goalkeeper has played for Manchester United. So, if you want to keep a tally of who's played for what, we've got Manchester United, and Ajax player, won the Champions League with both of those teams, which is probably a little-known fact that he won it with Ajax. It is the legendary massive goalkeeper with ears similar to that of the Champions League (laughs) trophy. It is Edwin van der Sar. It's one of my favourite,
1: favourite, favourite memories watching football is that Champions League final, United v Chelsea. And the iconic image of him just stood in the goal waiting for the rest of the players to run down. He's just going absolutely mental on his own.
0: (laughs) He didn't join United until he was quite old, right?
1: Yeah, but still played uh, a fair few years for us and was incredible might i say he's one of yeah i think one of united's best ever goalkeepers and that's saying something
0: yeah so he won the champions league in 2008 with obviously with manchester united beating chelsea in the final very famous penalty shootout win john terry famous slip just, just get but, that in there just get that in there he also won the champions league way back in 1995 for ajax which yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, until I was doing the research for this episode, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I remember shows that the longevity of his
1: career. I remember them saying it when United won it, which was a shock to me then that it was Van der Sar's second uh, Champions League.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be totally honest. As a as a younger man growing up, I genuinely thought he only played for Fulham and Manchester United. I didn't realize he played for Juve Didn't realize <laughs> he played for Ajax before that. I just thought, oh, this guy from Fulham's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Uh... He's had quite a career, hell of a career. He's won many, many things, but most notably the Champions League twice for two different clubs, which isn't an easy feat. No, not in any way. But yeah, hell of a goalkeeper, hell of a player, and yeah, obviously a Champions League icon. So moving on to
1: our defence and starting as uh, right back as usual because it's criminal. Start left back apparently, Gordon That's Yeah, we have. Right. Don't you forget it. We have uh, quite arguably one of my favourite players ever. I just like a defensive player and someone who's no nonsense. It's Philip Lahm, so our first Bayern player. Lam. Um yeah. We had a bit I will I will put this in here. So we had a bit of a debate about whether it should be Philip Lahm or Trent, Alexander Arnold. it's because of the whole like two two players from each team that it was sort of like we we could put Trent in and then but I, th- I think you can't put look at Philipp Lahm, especially with this being nostalgia and Trent being a very like now player.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I did concede. I, I'm not too proud to, to only put the full players in. But Philipp Lahm, one of the best right-backs of all time, one of the best players of all time, German football legend, won the Champions League in 2012 mm-hmm. for Bayern Munich, of course. A terrific career, played some amazing games in the Champions League, Uh, notably in the final against Dortmund he was terrific Uh, the Dortmund players just couldn't get near him he was just on another level and yeah I think it's a shame that he didn't win more Champions Leagues to be honest and if we did this podcast maybe a few weeks later perhaps Trent would have to go in because he was might be the winner of two Champions Leagues at the age of 23 but for now with the nostalgia element as George said Philip Lahm goes in yeah yeah so moving into the defence now, the defence drew up a dilemma because we we had to select two players from the same team, which meant that we couldn't put in another player from another team. And yeah, the whole thing it's, just, it's just a very difficult challenge that we made for ourselves with this one with the two two player limit per team it makes it a very difficult challenge. So the first centre back we've got is Italian football legend Alessandro Nesta. Yeah. I mean, it's no surprise that uh,
1: one of our centre backs is an AC Milan player yeah. in the Champions League. Like, absolutely insane. He's uh, appeared quite a couple of times on this um, podcast, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he has, yeah. yeah. He has. But in the Champions League, he won it in 2003, won it in 2007, runner up in 2005. Um, so, a long history of great performance in the Champions League for him. Um, playing alongside Yapstam, Stam playing alongside another player that may or may not appear in two picks time uh, <laughs> one of the best players of a generation in defence, so smooth, so silky you can't get near him, physical great passer of the ball great leader, just an incredible player and in the Champions League having lifted it twice and very, came very very close closer than many will get in a final being 3-0 up at half time but yeah Alessandro Nesta Champions League legend, iconic player, has to go in the team. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. I think I think it would have been criminal not to have, and like you say, there may be another AC Milan defender in this in this back four. Yeah, they were so good. The defense of AC Milan was so good at that time. Yeah, but next to them is possibly one of the greatest center backs to ever grace Champions League in its Carlos Puyol. Now It's difficult from a Barcelona side that we can only pick two players from to pick a defender because they've got so much attacking prowess and stuff like that. But I feel like you can't leave this guy out. You just can't. Nope. You captained them to how many
0: trophies? Three. Yeah. Like two thousand and six, two thousand and nine and two thousand eleven. He won. And two of those finals were against United, in case you were wondering. Oh I know. <laughs> but yeah, Carlos Poyel um <laughs> i have heard a comparison of him to a Cocker spaniel on a football pitch um for one, his hair looks like Cocker spaniel's long ears, <laughs> <inside> <laughs> of his face like and then the other one is obviously him running around like a madman constantly on the pitch, just every time the ball goes anywhere, he's straight on it, yeah, yeah, I think he's even like a dog in the sense that like he'll get the ball back off you and then he'll sort of like lie and wait like a dog does waiting for you to kick the ball and he's like, right, mine and then he goes and gets it again. Just unbelievable player. His Champions League career. I mean, three Champions Leagues, is no mean feat. And not many players have done that, let alone captain of the team to those trophies and been such a leader and such an amazing player to help them get there as well. Just, yeah, Carlos Puyol, Champions League legend. Yeah, and terrifying, terrifying player as well. Yeah, absolutely. When I say cocker spaniel, I mean like a cocker spaniel that's like had a very hard life and has murdered a few people. <laughs> Yeah. If you throw it back to an episode where he featured before, where George referenced the fact that he ran through a glass wall to get a tennis ball. Another very similar trait to that of a cocker spaniel.
1: Yeah, not even, not even like a professional like tennis game. it didn't mean anything. He was just down in the park with someone playing, and he
0: ran through a glass wall. You gotta love it. Crazy. Can't, can't knock it. I mean, you can knock it. Don't do that, kids. But still. <laughs> right then, onto the left back. Now the left back. It's a bit of a grey area because he's technically won five but we're not counting the Euro- European Cup. So technically he's only won three. Okay. okay. So he's won five but two of them European Cups which shows how long he played for but if we're just going to count them we'll just count them. There's five. It's a player that's mentioned many times in this podcast because he is in many's opinion and my own the greatest defender of all time and that is Paolo Maldini Il Capitano for a reason yeah. this man won Champions Leagues or Euro- European Cups in 89 90 94 2003 and 2007 That's and just, he was an active part yeah. in all those teams so his first one 1989, second one, eighteen one 18 years later was his last one so between his first Champions League and his last Champions League there was an 18 year gap and he played in all the finals for those trophies. I'm probably which is like
1: insane.
0: a prominent like player in that side as well.
1: It wasn't just like Yeah. What what a player though. Gotta be one of the best, best defenders league. in the world.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I think the best. Yeah, I wouldn't Obviously, argue with you, I don't I, think. I can't see any better players than him in defensive capacity, the longevity, the skill, the like aura around him, just like that. I, I don't want to compare, I'm not in any way saying Virgil van Dijk is, this, is on the same level as him. What I mean is, they have this aura around them where players are almost def- scared to do what they want to do because they're like, oh, well, he's just going to stop me anyway. And Maldini yeah. has that, had that, like, aura around him. Like, Ferdinand had it, John Terry had it, like, that aura of, like, he's unbeatable. You just get that vibe from it's, him. It's like the the other way around when you look at attacking players and you're just like, well, how do we stop them? This was, yeah, how do we get past them? So, we'll move into the midfield. Now, the midfield, we said 4-4-2, so we've had to play one player sort of out of position to segue the rest into this team, which is fine because they have played there at one stage or another in their career. We'll start with the central midfielders. I'll go for the first one. You may, I mean, you probably guessed who it is at this point. But I want you to remember, listeners, that this is two per team. So, AC Milan is now ruled out. Barcelona have got one more player left. (laughs) Which is kind of obvious, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, there's going to be a lot of Barcelona players that you think should be in this team that we could not put in the team because of the stipulations of the challenge. And also, Please don't be
1: angry with us. And also, Madrid do have two left, but think of who's played for
0: Madrid. Yeah. So, <laughs> in my notes, for some reason, I've written LA Galaxy next to this person's name as well, just in case. <laughs> just in case there was another, there was LA, another Galaxy LA Galaxy player in there. <laughs> could have had Beckham. Yeah, very true. Yeah, but it is Liverpool's talismanic central midfielder, Steven Gerrard. Now, before you get angry, I'm not suggesting that Steven Gerrard is a better Champions League player than Chabri or Iniesta. Not the case. Or Zinedine Zidane? Was Zinedine Zidane? Spoiler alert: he's not in it either. But he has an amazing Champions League record. He was pivotal in one of the most incredible comebacks of all time in Champions League final, and even the, the whole build-up to that game, the whole tournament, the Arcos goal, the, ah oh, yeah, beauty, from Andy Gray. From who? Um, Don't mention him. <laughs> sorry, from that Scottish fella. Um, but yeah, I mean, the whole thing around Stephen Gerrard in Champions League, he carried Liverpool through so many and to, for him to win it whilst playing right back, unbelievable.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's, that should like uh, cement his th- uh, place in his team alone. And if anyone's, Expecting like an argument from me, there is absolutely none because I know the rest of the team, and it's very difficult not to put him in here.
0: Yeah, um, so that, that we'll keep throwing it back to this. This is the challenge that we've set for ourselves with the only two players per team to make it more interesting. Otherwise, like as George said at the start, it would just be Barcelona and Real Madrid FC, and that would be boring. You don't want that. Yeah. So. To partner Stephen Gerrard, who have we got in centre mid, George?
1: Well, because it works so many times for England, and so well for <laughs> England, we've decided to partner Stephen Gerrard with Frank Lampard, which takes yeah. away one Chelsea slot and one City slot. Yeah. Um, so, big y- shocker yeah, to big anyone frunky. listening, they're the only Chelsea and City slots. Sorry.
0: Because <laughs> City can't win it. Oh... <laughs> all right. I'm sure the next three billion spent will help them get there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Frank Rampard like we we said in our um, manager and player uh, podcast, was it a week or two ago that he he was he's not the greatest manager, but as a player you can't fault him. Apart from for in, in England, like they just didn't seem to gel, but you can't
0: fault him. He was such a good player. Yeah, unbelievable. And like in the Champions League as well, like the Champions mm. League they won. Um, obviously beat Bayern Munich in the final. Underdogs run up as for that well. Thing. They were underdogs yeah. as well. And they beat Barcelona in the semi-finals, mm-hmm. that famous Fernando Torres, Gary Neville. Oh! <laughs> Moment. But Frank Lampard pivotal in that whole tournament, um, as he was for Chelsea, a talismanic player. Very different player to Steven Gerrard. He's just more of a goal scorer. And that's, you can never, you mm. can never take that away from Frank Lampard. Any comparisons you make, bottom line, Frank Lampard scores the most goals. And Probably some one of, the goals of the greatest he scores, goal
1: scoring central midfielders not like attacking midfielders but central midfielders
0: absolutely if you want to become a goal scoring midfielder kids watch Frank Lampard because yeah. he knows how to do it can't manage so don't. if you want to be a manager don't watch him there but he can <laughs> score a lot of goals and to be honest a player that Everton probably would need I'm surprised he hasn't put his boots back on to go and play for him but there you go uh, but yeah big Frankie Lampard uh, a great player won the Champions League against Bayern very famous final where Didier Drogba scored that header in the last second yeah and then they went on to win on penalties, and yeah, just a, a terrific player, terrific final, and I mean, no greater success story for Chelsea than the fact that they managed to get into the Champions League at the start of their sort of reign of superiority in in England, and then it all like sort of came to a crescendo with Frank Lampard and John Terry leading them to the trophy in 2012. So yeah, yeah, what a great 10 year period for Chelsea and for Frank Lampard. So. <laughs> the wingers.
1: I don't so, think anyone's going to be shocked at these.
0: <laughs> no, no. So we won't spend too much time on these wingers because they have been spoken about so many times in this podcast, and rightly so, because, in many's opinion, and ours too, they are the two greatest football players of all time. Yeah. So the first winger is obviously Lionel Messi.
1: Yeah. So anyone that was but hurt the Javi or Iniesta were not in the midfield now you know
0: (laughs) yeah so that now concludes the Barcelona section we've got Puyol and we've got Messi so we can't have any more Barcelona players at all but Messi obviously has won the same amount of Champions League trophies as Carlos Puyol yeah Uh, in fact he might have won one more actually I am correct Lionel Messi has one more Champions League than Carlos Puyol so he has four Champions Leagues 2006 2009 2011 and 2015 Lionel Messi Insane And I believe he is the Second all-time leading goal scorer In the Champions League In 156 Champions League Appearances has 125 Goals 120 for Barcelona And 5 for PSG Which does mean that he has scored the most goals For one team in the Champions League With 120 Wow which is an insane stat, isn't it? Yeah. What a player. And leads us on very nicely to the other winger, who is... The top goal scorer in the Champions League, which is
1: Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, so that Hell is yeah. now... United's uh, choice is all done. We have one for Juve and one for Madrid. And one for Sporting Lisbon. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah... <laughs> I don't think there's a spot I don't think so, is. unless we've miscalculated. I don't think so. Nah, nah, nah.
0: <laughs> and your striker so yeah, is Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. 183 appearances in the Champions League, 140 goals. So 21 for Manchester United, 105 for Real Madrid, and 14 for Juve. It's ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, that goal scoring record by itself is incredible, but when you consider that he has done it for three different clubs at many different times of his career is absolutely insane.
1: Yeah. And the fact that he's still doing it at quite possibly the shittest United squad I have ever <laughs> known
0: in my lifetime tells you something. And he has won one more Champions League than Lionel Messi. Has he? He has, because he's won four for Real Madrid to match Messi's four at Barcelona he at and he won one for United did he won one at Juve he did not win one at Juve no
1: nope.
0: what am I thinking of oh but he won one at United he won obviously the, one, the same one as Edwin van der Sar yeah obviously there's so many of his goals to count too many to count uh, the amount of goals Cristiano Ronaldo has scored over the years but his most famous Champions League goal for me is the free kick against Porto in the from quarter, like 45 final, yards final, out final, yeah. and he just oh my god I mean it's not too fair you could also say that the overhead kick uh, he scores in the group stage, where he, get, he levitates, or well, the header he scores against United for Juve. Like, he scores some he iconic us Champions us League goals.
1: Real Madrid as well, where he just levitated, and it was just—I remember yeah. his
0: knee was by Ever's head, and you were just like, yeah. "That's ridiculous." Scored some insane goals, insane goals, and if not for him, Real Madrid might not have won all these, trampi- these Champions League trophies. Yeah. And the amount of goals he scored, the amount of assists, the amount of. Crucial like plays he's done, yeah. The ultimate Champions League player has to be Cristiano Ronaldo, purely because appearances, goals, trophies won. He has all those records set. You can't, I mean, you can't argue with that. That's the that is the best one. Yep, I agree. So, moving forward to complete the Bayern Munich section of the podcast, and also one for Borussia Dortmund. It is the Polish wonder. Robert Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Ah, yes, we call him Lewandowski. (laughs) As if it's clever. Thomas Muller there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Thomas Muller, ultimate wit that he is. That's why he didn't make it in this team. It's not for that joke. Thomas Muller was straight in. But yeah, Robert Lewandowski uh, is actually, bizarrely, doesn't get talked about enough, the joint third all-time leading goal scorer in the Champions League. Now, he's only just the joint one as of last week because Karim Benzema just equaled his record. Did he? He nice. did. So, um, Karim Benzema, 86. Robert Lewandowski, 86. Yeah. I mean,
1: oh, what a player. I, he was yeah. robbed of a Ballon d'Or when they... The whole COVID thing, when they were like, oh, we're not going to do the Ballon d'Or this year. He would have I think worked. he'll win it
0: this year. I think he'll win it this year. Lewandowski? Oh, Sorry. I thought it meant Benzema. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Lewandowski. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I don't know why, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, Benzema I will you win you the you Ballon d'Or
1: this year, he has to. But yeah, Lewandowski uh, should have won it when the whole Covid uh, fiasco was a thing. And why they cancelled it really frustrates me,
0: I don't get it, but... Unbelievable player. Now, Lewandowski, obviously a famed career at, at Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, but before he went there... Do you know which club he almost joined? I've
1: read about this and I can't remember who it is. But it's someone low it down in
0: English football, isn't it? Sam Allardyce managed Blackburn Rovers. What? <laughs> Do you know why he didn't sign for them? Go on. Because a volcano erupted in Iceland and stopped his flight. that That's an act of God, surely. <laughs> So if not for a volcano, Robert Lewandowski could have scored zero goals in the Champions League and be playing in the championship right now. Obviously that wouldn't happen because his talent would have shone through, but it's like a real sliding doors moment or exploding volcanoes moment where it could have all been different if not for a natural occurrence of fire raining from the sky. That's so funny though. That's surely like an act of God if ever.
1: Well, if you believe in God that is. But (laughs) Yeah. Mad or mad, mad, or mad. someone who knew how good he was was like he's going to Blackburn quickly. Someone set off that volcano. They just poured a load of vinegar and bacon.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can clap stood the top of the volcano. They stick down there because obviously he then went to time for Dortmund. So yeah. yeah, huge turning event like huge event there that could change the course of Champions League history forever. But yeah, Robert Lewandowski and that Dortmund um, side one of my favourite sides to year. watch.
1: Yeah, like I remember him. Uh, Goethe, Royce, Kagawa was a little bit later, but yeah. Really exciting side to watch.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, the, the strike partner for Lewandowski in his Ultimate Champions League 11. We've sort of now,
1: an alluded to a different player who I feel like people yeah. might think it is, and now I'm starting I, I, to wonder.
0: Why did we put him in? Well, you know what? I'm sticking with the original choice because nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I we could mean we have can, made. Yeah,
1: we could we can say we can say both of them and just sort of talk about it and figure out what we want. Go on.
0: So the choice we have, now they're both Real Madrid players, as you may have guessed. Uh one of them we've just spoken about in Karim Benzema. The other one is Raul. Raul. Now Raul before Messi and Ronaldo was the ultimate Champions League player, Yeah, scored goals for fun for Real Madrid. One of the original homegrown Galacticos, huge player, played with the likes of Zidane, Beckham, Carlos, everyone. He played there. He scored all the goals for that Galacticos team, won so many trophies for Real Madrid, and was the ultimate Champions League player for a long time. But now is fifth in the all time leading goal scorer, I think, behind Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, and now Kareem Benzema as well. With well, 15 goals as well.
1: When you said that he's third joint. I thought you were going to say with Raúl. In my head,
0: Raúl was higher, but that's that's crazy. So for the comparisons, appearances in the Champions League: Raúl one hundred and forty-two, Karim Benzema one hundred and forty-one. Goals in the Champions League: Raúl seventy-one, and then Karim Benzema eighty-six. Wow so goal ratio of 0.61 for Benzema 0.5 for Raul right okay
1: so Raul has won <laughs> three Champions League how many has Benzema won?
0: Uh, Benzema more, has won it? Karim Benzema for Real Madrid has won I think one, I two, people. three, four <laughs> Champions League you've listened to it on our decision friends we're changing it Yeah. Karim Benzema's going in Especially after this year as well. So
1: whatever oh, yeah. happens in is it what next week's final, whatever happens. Yeah, this this Saturday, twenty eighth. This has got to be one of the greatest performances we've seen in a Champions League season ever. Because yeah, he he's oh, well no, I'm not gonna say I was about to say he's the reason that uh not City were knocked out, but it was like a whole mentality thing. I think I think City thought yeah. they'd won it, and then Madrid just carried on, and then. City's yeah, so head went down um, but the the Penenka penalty to do yeah, that in the is such a first leg. high stakes moment in not in your home ground to like shut up the Etihad
0: and just be like here you go yeah oh, what a player yeah. yeah I mean he's been playing the Champions League since 2005 so 17 years he's been playing the Champions League Yeah, first off for Leon, and then now for Real Madrid shout well, out He's got, he's surpassed
1: shout out to raul but
0: yeah i yeah, think we've definitely made the yeah. right decision there yeah i think we have to don't we but yeah so yeah so the strike partnership is Lewandowski and benzema what a crazy strike partnership that would be so yeah there we go that that is our champions league ultimate 11 with the stipulation of two players per team just want you to remember that everyone don't come for we us don't hate xavi and iniesta <laughs> don't come for us this is the stipulations meant we couldn't pick them so we'll go through this team one by one just to finish it up so this is our ultimate champions league 11 with the stipulations we've listed so in goal edwin van der Sar. and then off back four philip Lahm, alessandro nesta carlos puyol and paolo maldini and then we
1: move on to the midfield with uh stephen gerrard and frank lampard as our central midfielders as i said they did wonders for england so why not stick them in this team and then the right winger is Lionel
0: Messi with the left winger as Cristiano Ronaldo. And then the strike partnership, which you heard an on, on air decision yeah. to change Robert Lewandowski and Kareem Benzema. Shouts out to our super sub, who will bend the rules for just to put him in there, Raul. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have a manager yeah. for this
1: side because there are too many managers that have won multiple Champions Leagues. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Absolutely Yeah, there you go. There's our ultimate Champions League eleven, two per team. Yeah. So that one was a stressful challenge. That one we struggled with because the amount of times that changed was insane. But the Champions League is a tournament that we love. One of the greatest tournaments in the world, football, always entertaining, always dramatic. Maybe some more drama this weekend. I George, what's your opinion? I think.
1: (laughs) I hate to say it. I think Real Madrid are going to get slapped. and you probably won't say that because you don't want to tempt fate. No, but I think absolutely Liverpool, not. I think Real Madrid, they're a good side. Don't get me wrong, they're a good side. I think they're a side in transition at the moment. Um, they've still got a hell of a lot of talent in that side. It's just not Liverpool. Who Liverpool and City are the best teams in the world at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a game of whose fullbacks perform better because both sides have incredible attacking wingers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all gonna come down to whether Vinicius can do one on Trent or if Salah can do one on Carvajal or Which I think Vinicius Mendy.
1: can. I don't think Trent's the best defensive fullback, so
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a game. But we look forward to it. I hope so. I
1: hope it's a close game. I just don't want it to be one sided. I oh, absolutely either. do not
0: want it to be a close game. I, I would, I'd really like oh, no, it to be a yeah. close sided game. I mean uh, as a
1: neutral yeah. here. Um, <laughs> I say I'm a neutral,
0: I'm not, I absolutely want Madrid to win, but so in the build up to this champions league final on saturday uh, we hope you enjoy this podcast Uh, if you enjoyed this one why not go back and listen to the rest of our challenge series uh, or the rest of our other episodes like our euro specials or our usual guest-centered episodes and then if you have any more challenges that you want to hear us do you can either dm us on socials all the socials we have are at nostalgia fc podcast or you can email us on
1: nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com
0: that's right so in the meantime go back and listen to the episode subscribe share rate like tell your friends follow us on socials spread the love spread Nostalgia FC Uh, enjoy the Champions League final if you're a Liverpool fan good luck if you're a Real Madrid fan (laughs) do (laughs) one happy Champions League final week from Nostalgia FC that was our Champions League ultimate 11 and what a team it was and what a team it was it goes, the master, the best, the champion. How does it go? The master, the best, the The master, the best.
1: The master, the best. <laughs>